0: Right, good morning, good evening. Cran here with a cold open. Very strange for one of the podcasts at this hour. Myself and Adam covered everything from game week two onwards. Apart from the games today, we missed out on Portugal losing to South Korea. Cameroon beating Brazil. It was a bit of madness. Um, and the episode is named the Hee Chan after the final minute goal scorer for South Korea sending them through unbelievable game of football. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Fairly unedited. Sorry about that. And take it easy.
1: Hello, good afternoon. And welcome to another episode, uh, take two, of um, the Only Fans Football Podcast World Cup, World Cup update. Again, I'm sorry, I'm quite rattled um, today, December the second, quarter to four. As we as we watch Uruguay to Ghana, nil Kiran. how are you getting on, my friend?
0: Good, Adam. I think the last time we left the podcast was when Uruguay were playing. Funny enough, so mm. that was uh, two game weeks ago i have calling it a game week. It's four days apart, um, mm. but yeah, Uruguay are playing again here on the telly. It's Group H. We're wrapping up the group games completely. Last 16 tomorrow. I'm very excited and uh, to see how it shapes up and who mm. will do well in the knockout stages. It is really is the meat and potatoes, um,
1: so to speak. Um, but yeah, how are you? Good, Kiran. Good. I'm. I'm all right. I'm, I'm fairly well today. Um, as I said, we were out last night here weren't we? It was my day of birth yesterday. For anybody who's listening, um, I'm not
0: revealing.
1: Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not revealing my age because I'm I'm not I just don't want to do that. Cure I'm sorry, um, but the Cure was on last night in the Tre Arena, and uh, I found myself with young Curtis. I'm his apprentice, although I'm am older than him. And um, what a fucking gee, what a gent! I was with him last night, and we were watching the Cure saying... I got a few songs man it was a bit shit for the most part but the last five songs like just the hits um I think we might have a new listener as well shout out to Connor Cantwell no relation to Tony um but yeah that it's a it, career I'm all good man I'm all good um I watched unlike you and I know you're probably gonna talk about RT now I watched the highlights of last night's games for anyone who doesn't know what last night's games were it was Spain one Japan two and Germany three, Costa Rica two, um, Costa Rica. <laughs> of of course, we missed the two best games. <laughs> a shout out to Speed. Of course, we missed the two best games of the whole bleeding tournament. Um, as we're in work, but uh, yeah, Kieran you you had a bit of a problem watching on the RT player.
0: Yeah, I I just like to set it out here. I'm I'm anti RT as I've always has
1: been, but I am just, before, are, I, just I'm, before kieran continues. These are his views and uh, of no one else on the Only Fans football podcast. Just for future reference, they're, if anyone's listening,
0: stay in their back pocket. I am not <laughs> it.
1: But um, yeah,
0: I I fucking despise RTA. Uh I'm just putting that out there. I hope I get cancelled for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're putting three minute ad rolls before um the highlights package on the RTE player. When I watch the highlights. And um, the first two games were Morocco against Canada, which I couldn't give two shits about, Um it was a relevant game. And then they showed the Belgium Grayshin it you know, all afterwards, which already had me fuming because usually if if you watch matches they or the likes of the good highlight programs, they put the good games at the forefront. But of course, RTE put another mid roll halfway through. Just before Costa Rica and Germany. So I had to watch another three-minute mid-roll of ads before I got to the juicy part of the coverage. And again, after that game, of course, what I wanted to see at right at the very end. Lovely. It's, they do Ryan Tuberty as well. They throw a good guess right at the very end of the show. Right at the very end, they throw another three-minute ad roll before Japan, Spain. And I was livid. I was fuming on the couch Well, watching ads. I wasn't watching football, but... <laughs> Yeah, thanks you for that. Um for ruining my um start of the weekend. But yeah, that that was my my week, Adam. <laughs> it wasn't really my week, but I'm
1: just um
0: in the of a little rant.
1: What, what I will say, Kieran, about the RT coverage, and I've actually I'm not just saying it just to be contrary, I've actually enjoyed it for the most part. Um I thought Joey and Doe the other day was a breath of fresh air for the Cameroon coverage, he was really good. Um, And I think uh, Duffer, of course, was on the I pod- was on the, geez, not the podcast, he was on RT's coverage as well. And I thought he was very good. I, th- I think for the most part, they're good. You know what I mean? But there's something about them, there's something about RT, and the BBC do it as well, but it always comes back to um, Ireland. Like, they had, they had a fellow from Ghana on there before this match. He's a BBC, uh, like, reporter from Ghana. They're talking to the Ghanaian reporter, and, um, he's saying, like, they're talking about the handball and I think it's Tony O'Donoghue who actually served the Trier in a while ago is actually a really nice fella as well. <laughs> he just goes, of course, we had a handball here in 2009 he with Thierry Henry and your man, obviously, they started talking about it was like, this has no relevance at all to Ghana and Uruguay but, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my take on our take. I actually don't mind, I prefer it to the B, but anyways, the BBC is Jesus Christ, it's just toxic, England chat the whole time, it's, you know what I mean, Ghana are playing Uruguay here, and they're talking about who who England are going to play in the last 16, like it's, it's terrible carry on really. Yeah, to
0: be um, honest, Adam, I hate all of the mainstream uh, industry, <laughs> we won't get into that, uh, I think we're here to talk about football, so we we'll keep it to that.
1: We are, um, because football coverage carry on, notoriously has nothing to do with football. No. <laughs> You're fucking dopey. Yeah. <laughs> but Kieran, we'll go no, back no to. The... <laughs> 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 we'll go back to the last round of games. Um, we did leave the people on. You were going nil, South korea nil. Um, but we'll we'll go to the game that day. It was Portugal three, Ghana two. Kieran, it was a bit of a mad game, wasn't it? I think Ghana who are who played a good tournament so far. To be honest, they probably felt a bit hard done by, by Portugal in the end. Brazil two, Serbia nil. Um, the start of Brazil's kind of good form in the tournament. Um, they are to be without Neymar though until the last sixteen. We move on to Friday the twenty fifth, and this is mad, man. It's literally just last week, like, and it feels like we've been doing this for months. And to be um, honest,
0: half what... the people listening would have forgot about these games now, and I'd be the same. Like, was, mm. <laughs> you know, it's it's a very fluctuating tournament
1: altogether. Mm, Wales nil, Iran two. Um, Wayne Hennessy was a Wayne Hennessy in goal, yeah. Wayne Hennessy in the goal of Wales, um, gave a Seamus esque, of the way shout to Seamus Carbonate, of course, a Seamus esque bro kick to the Iranian forward. And I think it was Jermaine Ginez on the BBC, was like, Yeah, no, that's not that's not a red right card, he was going for the ball, and the other fellow was like. That's a fucking... I was actually Kenny Cunningham, I think, was like, <laughs> it's not a red card. And everyone in the studio, I think it was Kevin Doyle, just looks at him and goes, Kenny, that, that's a fucking red card, are you man. <laughs> and that was kind of the highlight of that game. Wales just had a shit tournament, didn't they, really? Yeah. <clears throat> the rest of the games that day, Qatar won, Senegal three, Netherlands won, Ecuador won. And then we had England nil, USA nil, Kieran, on the day of the late, late toy show, Kieran, where you're tuning in.
0: I was tuning in for neither, I was actually I was getting drunk that day, but
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll shout out to Craig, it was his birthday, wasn't it, Craig? Yeah, it Twenty was Craig's
0: one. birthday. Um, what a G. And we were watching it, actually, in the bar, before the first half in the bar. I had mm. a bet on under two and a half goals, because the, the World Cup has been really bad up until then, and I was like, right, I'm sticking, I'm lumping on under zero and a half goals. Of course, Kieran Trippier let me down, I had him get yellow. But, um, <laughs> we were watching it in the sports bar downstairs, and I thought Pulisic was really good um, I think the US were the brighter side I thought England were a bit negative but obviously that's the way they set up for tournament football I don't really knock it to be honest um, but yeah uh, it was quite a shy game in general
1: I, I, Do you know what Kieran. i I'm, I'm not being contrary here to you but I actually thought it was a really good I thought it was a really fascinating game in terms of America's play Like, I think the US have, in fairness to them have been probably one of the better teams in the tournament so far um, which is probably says probably says a lot about the state of international football, to be honest. But the, England, um, yeah, you're talking about how they set up, and you wouldn't knock it. But there's no reason why they shouldn't be beating the US. You know what I mean? Uh, they they should have more than enough quality to be able to, to put a few passes and look at nil alls. Not a bad result in terms of the wider spectrum, especially when you consider Spain losing to Japan, etc. But I told, I actually thought it was a really interesting game. Um, and then obviously we had the late late toy show, as we said. Shout-out to Tony Cantwell. Listen to his podcast on the Late Late Toy Show because it's fucking hilarious. Um, it was a good, good Late Late Toy Show for all intents and purposes, but we'll move on, Kieran, to the Saturday games. Tunisia nil, Australia 1. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi.
0: I was just interrupting there at in Australia. If you were out off, you didn't see that game. <laughs> it's <laughs> at 10 in the morning on Saturday.
1: Yeah! <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I I was watching it as well, and... I think we, we've been obviously in contact as this whole tournament's been going on and we're two sad losers who watched the majority of the games. Gary Vav I feel, are the only ones that have watched them all. And um, I was actually looking at this game and I was like in pain looking. I was like, this is absolutely dreadful. It's so bad. As I said, Poland 2, Serbia Arabia 0, France 2, Denmark 1, Argentina 2, Mexico nil. Ciarán, Denmark, have let us down this tournament to be honest with you. Um, we'll talk about it as we get to towards the, the knockout stages. I thought they'd done very well here against France, to be honest. We still have the jersey the week there in the studio, but we Kieran is in. That, we? we might have to take it down early. <laughs> oh, it's going down, it's coming down. It's going to be a replacement in New jersey next week, but um, yeah, it was just do you know what, France really showed their quality at home. Bappe was really good. Um, we were watching this in work. Um, I watched, I think we watched Mosfet before work to be fair, but. Denmark, Kiron just really not up to it. And I think, I remember for for the last game, which we'll chat about briefly in a few minutes, they just didn't want it. And I thought I thought the only time where they looked like they wanted was when they went 1-0 down against France. And then obviously Christensen, back post, getting above the Undertaker, Rabiot, back post. Well, I don't know what he's doing. He's such a bad player. And... Um, and yeah, I am I'm a bit disappointed in Denmark to be honest. I really I really did have high hopes for them. Yeah.
0: I mean, up until they got that equaliser, I was like, all aboard the Denmark train and mm. um, they're they're still winning this, but then after that and after France scored, I think the energy got sucked out of them. And I think that reflected mm. in the uh the Tunisia performance as well. Or sorry, not the Tunisia performance. I think that reflected in um the performance the of Australia the other day against Australia, yeah.
1: Mm. they France. looked like they lacked belief didn't they yeah but we'll get
0: into that later on um, but yeah that, that France game was sort of do or die for Denmark I think if they won that then maybe they'd use that energy to go further on the tournament but I think
1: that was it or it even got a point because yeah, exactly I just think when you lose one and draw one that early in the competition you know what I mean it's you're putting a lot of pressure on the last game and for a team to me that looked like they didn't really care I just didn't think they'd get anything from Argentina to Mexico nil as he said. Um Lionel Messi. What a go. Giron, what a guy. I know oh, you're no. you're gonna be contrary now. Well, <clears throat> it was a great performance against Mexico. Um and to be honest with you, I think they took the momentum from that game into the Poland game as well. And I do think they look like real contenders now. But we move on to the Sunday game. <laughs> Japan nil, Costa Rica 1. In what has can only be described as the worst game of football in the history of the world cup, Belgium nailed Morocco to Kiran, which was an unbelievable game by all you know intensive purposes. It's a really good game for, for Morocco. Yeah. Um, Morocco obviously go on to top that group, but I, I can see them going far, man. Yeah, I can well, see I them going... honestly. We look at the draw, but um,
0: Hakim's yesh looks like a totally different player for Morocco mm. than he does Chelsea I think he plays with heart for Morocco and it mm. really shows like he is a, he is a quality player um, and it sort of pissing me off how he doesn't bring that back to Chelsea but here's is what it is um, but yeah Morocco performed really really well and um, the likes of him, I, I, uh, then, I thought
1: yeah and Mazraoui as well and I don't know if you said him he's been unbelievable mm. I think this Sunday arguably forget about the first game because that was shy. But the Belgian game, the Croatia four one over Canada, and then obviously I think the game of the tournament was Spain one Germany one. I think that was potentially the best day of football that we had in the World Cup. Now the Monday, which we'll get onto, was quite tasty as well. But I think that that Spain Germany game, on in terms of standards and and how to like on a, on the biggest stage and while I thought I thought that was the best game in tournament.
0: Absolutely, um, I think Spain came yeah. out of the blocks quickly, um, and. I think they they probably deserved to score in the first half and then they didn't obviously, but then they got the goal. Um, Morata got the goal and they they rallied on from there. But I think Germany showed resilience to get back in the game. I think Fulkrug when he came on was a big turn point. I think he's someone who has been a standout for Germany this tournament. Obviously, it's over now as we know, but <laughs> Fulkrug was excellent when he came on against Spain. Um, it was an unbelievable
1: finish, wasn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> a
0: really good goal from Fulkrug. Morata
1: as well with a with a lovely finish there for Spain, but I I don't know. I thought the intensity of the game, the 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 speed of it, the pace of it, it was just an unbelievable game of football, on it was mm. like to be honest with you. I think the Germans probably got probably let the political side of things get in the head and just didn't perform. And to be honest with you, and I feel the same way to about Denmark to an extent. And look, I follow, we support Denmark for the reason of. You know what, home we we're doing with the kids and etc. But I feel like if you really want to make a protest against this World Cup, and I'm being genuine here, just don't go, just pull over, because there's there's umpteen countries that would go. You know what I mean? There's countries that go at the. I, I, I just for example, if say Denmark dropped out, the FAI would be trying to get an Ireland team to the World Cup. You know that kind of way. And I don't I'm not saying that in a bad way towards the FAO because anyone would, like Northern Ireland would. There's like you look at teams that aren't there, Norway, like there's Egypt, there's good teams that aren't there, Colombia. Like they'd be itching to be there. And I just think from Denmark's point of view and Germany to an extent, I feel like if you're there to play football, just play. Just go for um the likes of the political stances, etc. It's it's happenstance. They don't they don't do anything, you know, they don't do anything for the greater good. Um, And I just think they probably let the poli- the pl- political side of things get in their way. But we move on to the Monday, Kiran. Cameroon 3, Serbia 3, South Korea 2, Ghana 3, Brazil 1, Switzerland 0, Portugal 2, Uruguay 0. What a day of World Cup action.
0: Yeah, honestly, probably the best. Effort. I know you said Sunday was the best. I think this is the best. Um mm. I, I it started bright bright and early with the Cameroon survey game. I thought that was an unbelievable game of football. Mm. I'd say it's up there with one of the best, if not the best game of football, this tournament. Uh when Abubakar came on, Cameroon, totally different team. Obviously they went three one down. Um and Bill came on for Cameroon and just changed the game. And he hadn't played all tournament, which is so strange. And I know this manager, the Cameroon manager is it what's his name again? Sorry, Song. Rick, Rick about Song. Rick Bird Song. Mm. Had a fight with Andre and Anna as well. So, it, mm. there's a lot of um, trouble in camp in Cameroon, but, and I think Joey and Dal was going on about it as well. That was when Joey and Dal was on the country as well. It was a great mm. day of football. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Cameroon probably a lot of trouble. Uh, it eludes Saipan, but it was hard with Ireland. Um, oh, don't And went, went home. Mm. Um, and yeah, I thought Abubakar maybe should have started more games. They might have had a better chance this World Cup. But
1: yeah, Trial. I, I still think they're in the running, Kiran. I, I still think yeah. they can go through. I hope fair. Joey's
0: on the Punisher later. But...
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um, It was last day, 10 o'clock kickoffs, Kiran. So it was a great way to end it. Yeah. Um South Korea game then three a t- a three two to Ghana. That was an unbelievable game of football. It was really good. Um on comes for South Korea Cho. Um and he was unbelievable. John Sung Cho got two goals when he came on, tore the game on his head, and it was literally three minutes in the difference. It was literally two goals and three minutes, the fifty eighth and sixty fourth minute. And then it was Mohammed Kudos who got a second of the game um in the sixty eighth minute. And that kinda killed it to be fair. But there was a fella on the pitch for um for South Korea and he was absolutely his crossing was unbelievable. I'm trying to find him now.
0: It's back, Kang right?
1: in no no, yeah, I think he's I think he's a left winger. Kang in Lee. Um his left foot was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think you I thought he was great. And there was a point, I think it was like the 60s, the ninety sixth minute. And I think it was Anthony Taylor, I'm going to check see what wherever he was. I think it was Taylor. Yeah, Um was, was, wasn't it, I think, yeah. Um who adds on seven minutes of at a time, I think it was seven or eight minutes of at a time. And just blows up as South Korea get a corner. And I think the Ghanaian goalkeeper was down for like five, ten minutes. Five minutes during the extra time. So he did add that on. And then he lets South Korea get a cross in. It <laughs> goes out for a corner and he goes. Yeah, no, we'll leave it there, lads. I've given you all this I time, we
0: can't leave it there. He's a fucking atrocious referee, Adam. I don't know what he's
1: doing over there. He makes it all about himself, man.
0: Yeah. He makes it all about himself. Absolutely ridiculous how he's able to referee games um, mm-hmm. at this World Cup. He's the poorest standard of ref in England. And I say that strongly. Um, yeah,
1: I start Marcus. with. Um, Brazil won, Switzerland 0. Um, I thought Brazil showed a real hunger and desire here to get that goal in the eighty third minute it was Casemiro with it. Um that I thought was a real champions performance on, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and for a team that sort of started off favourites and a lot of hype around them, it's very quiet about Brazil at the moment. I think they'd like that and um, they mm. started the tournament in a low key fashion, a one 0 win against or two uh, nil win against Serbia and then a one 0 win against Switzerland. I think they they're slightly going under radar in my opinion. There there's not much talk about Brazil so far. Um, two clean sheets as well, Thiago Silva has been excellent Richarlison, surprisingly enough very, very good um, and even Casemiro, I, I can name all the Brazil players really um, they've all been excellent but yeah, Brazil, great start
1: And Portugal then got the 2-0 win over Uruguay it was Cristiano Ronaldo who was trying to take a goal off of Bruno Fernandes which was really strange of course Ronaldo without a club now Forward a minute as he's looking. I think he's getting a move to Qatar. Al Halal, I think the club is in for him, or Al Jazeera. I think right. that's what the team's name is, is it?
0: He's joining Richard
1: Keys and Andy Raiden. <laughs> yeah, over being sports. <laughs> on, on the payroll. Um, <laughs> on the payroll. But yeah, that, it was a good good win for Portugal. I thought Uruguay were really poor in the game. Um, look at, We're looking at them winning 2 0 at the minute, and they've been exceptional so far looking at this. um. But we move on to Tuesday's games, Netherlands 2, Qatar 0, Ecuador 1, Senegal nil. and I'm fuming with Ecuador. I'm absolutely fuming with Ecuador because they set out in the game to not lose. And I always think that's a bad idea because they, they went in lackluster and kind of... I felt like they didn't... They were just prepared not to lose. And obviously, they get the goal. And then Kula Bali, for me, one of the goals of the tournament to make it 2-1... Um, it was a great result for Senegal, who play England in the next round. Wales 0, England 3. Um, Marcus Rashard and Phil Foden on the score sheet for them. And then Iran 0, USA 1. Christian Pulisic here on with the goal. Um, I think he got a kick in the worrying. southern region. Yeah. Um, that's
0: worrying. It really is. The way he went off and the way he was sort of limping off. It's worrying going into. The game against the Dutch tomorrow, but I I watched this game and I thought it was a very good game of football. I was very surprised, and um, there was a lot on the line. And I think this is when the football reaches its crescendo and gets the best is when there's something to play for. And these teams are really fighting with something to play for, and it showed in the game. It was an intense affair, and uh, funny enough, the US sat back for the last twenty. Mm. And I was I was saying to my dad, this is the worst thing the USA can do because they're I think they play best on the front foot, and um, we mm. don't really trust them sitting back. But they did well enough to keep the clean sheet because Iran were coming and diving all over the place, claiming penalties. So I
1: thought it was an excellent
0: result to one nil there.
1: And we've seen that in the game against Wales as well, didn't we? When they sat back, they avoided pressure on, and Wales got the equalizers in the end. But the Wales are no more in this tournament. To Tunisia won, France nil. Australia won, Denmark nil, um, Poland nil, Argentina two, Saudi Arabia one, Mexico two. I was really surprised at France's performance as Ghana nearly scored a goal, Jesus. Um, really surprised at France's performance and selection on the day. I thought it was really weird. They played about seven centre halves and like four midfielders, it was weird. Kamavinga um, played at left back, <laughs> what the fuck? Um now minutes for sleeve as well, which I thought was weird. He, he, I think he got a few towards the end, but he didn't get a start. Australia won. Denmark nil. Um Yeah, we said it earlier about the lack of fight, the lack of desire. I, I just thought Denmark were really poor, Kiran.
0: Yeah, they yeah. were. They didn't show up on the day. Um they they looked like they weren't playing for anything. They looked like they were just having a, a stroll in the park, passing around with the lads. Um it was mm. it was horrendous performance. And I thought Lacking a proper number nine, I don't know why you Paulson. Is not coming on? You had an excellent Euros campaign, and um, I, I was sort of baffled as to why he wasn't there. Strieger Larson as well. didn't come on, it's like these are all the players that had good tournaments in the Euros, and they're not playing them. It's a bit strange. It's very strange. Mm. Um, True, um, I have to say, Australia. Oh, I didn't expect that at all. Tunisia, I didn't expect it at all. So mm. just a World Cup of shock so far. I, I don't know what's going on. To be honest, Um Three in the morning parties as well. I don't know if you've seen. That. Yeah, and I was in <laughs> Melbourne. I think it's great for the game, the soccer rules. I think it's great for them to get to the last sixteen. So, fair play to them.
1: Yeah, and like you said about the stars of of the Euros for Denmark, I thought it was players who the likes of Joaquin Mela and Casper Dahlberg who were great in the Euros. I thought they were very poor for Denmark this tournament, and Mela in particular. I I remember we on our first podcast, I think. Um, and Damsgaard as well, he was shocking but we, we did a podcast about our top five players of the Euros and I think we both talked about Mela and Damsgaard and the likes and I thought they were so poor man, I thought particularly Joaquin Mela, he was just for the goal that Australia scored, he does well, he gets it around them well, but it's it's just shite defending it's just awful Um, I mean I thought from Go on, sorry world.
0: They're shadow with mm. the team that they once were. Um, mm. I I was baffled at how bad the likes of those players John, there were in this tournament. Mm. Um, I suppose the World Cup has a lot to play about who's in form and stuff. Um, but wow, very very bad. Even Ericsson, mm. terrible.
1: Poland nil, Argentina two. Lionel Messi not on the score sheet for um. Argentina, it was of course Alexis McAllister, who Kiron this week it was found out he has Irish roots. What? So, if Argentina win the World Cup, there's an, Irish, there's an Irishman that's won the World Cup, which I think is. I, I'm overjoyed by it. I really um, am. I really fucking like it.
0: Adam, it's great for RTE anyway. They'll have something. To it is. It.
1: And then Julian Alvarez was on the score sheet as well. Enzo Fernandez with Benfica now. And obviously the Argentinian national team was unbelievable in every game he's played for Argentina so far. Um, and yeah, they got the win. Poland sat back, didn't care because they knew they were true. Um, they had less bookings, less bookings than Mexico, which was good for them. Um, Mexico get the win in the end, Kieran, two one against Saudi Arabia. All they needed was one more goal to make a three one or for Argentina to score one more goal and it would have been true. Um harsh on them in the end because the goal Luis Chavez with a free kick without a doubt the goal of the tournament for me.
0: Oh yeah, great free kick. just to speak on Poland, I thought they were absolutely spineless and <laughs> they just they 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 played for a draw and sat back and were very negative and to be honest with you I would would have liked to see them get kicked out of the tournament.
1: Just touch on yesterday's games. As we said, Croatia nil, Belgium nil, Canada two, Morocco one, Japan two, Spain one, Costa Rica two, Germany four. I said, I think I said Germany three or to Say four. Um, Japan topping that group is absolutely bonkers. I would say it's crazy, isn't it? Um, Spain. I think I still think Spain are real favourites. To be honest, which I I don't think it's 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 unbelievably crazy. Um, to think that Spain might have known that they would have been on it the easier side of the draw if they finished second Um, and a bit like Poland a bit of gamesmanship a bit of you know Poland didn't do anything because they knew they were true they didn't they didn't I think it was Jermaine Gina said on the BBC was like you just want the Polish lad to tackle them and get a card it's like or is Danny Murphy it's like no you don't because if they get a card they won't go fucking true mm. so mm. I think I think these players are very wise and I think the Spanish players I'm not saying they're true to the game I'm not saying that for a second. Japan deserved to win. They were great in the comeback, mm-hmm. but apparently, thinks that the Spanish team probably knew the easier side of the draw was the side that they would have been on if they finished second, um, yeah, and that's yeah. that's where they find themselves. And I'm not I'm, I'm not saying this as a big conspiracy theory or anything. Um, I don't
0: think but... you know, I don't think it's an easier side of the draw, though. I know I know that they're playing Morocco, but I I, I think Morocco have been really really good. They've been really, really good, and I, I, the teams like Japan,
1: I, I wouldn't rule them out. Um, well, the just time. just compare Morocco to Croatia. And I know Morocco drew with Croatia, I think, didn't they? Yeah. Um, like, I think Croatia have a better side than Morocco. So it was either playing Morocco or it was either playing Croatia and then potentially playing the winners of Group G, which is Brazil. You know what I mean? Oh, or okay. oh, ta- yeah. taking their chances against mm. the likes of Portugal or Uruguay. I think it's Portugal who finished up like... I think Spain would fancy themselves more mm. against Portugal than Brazil, to be honest. So I, w- I wouldn't be... Sp- I'm not saying it is. Japan were fucking great, man. Japan deserved it. They really did. Um, but yeah, and then Costa Rica, of course, getting the... getting the 4-2 loss. I say Costa Rica, i meant to say Germany getting the 4-2 win. Um Great result for the Germans, but it, it doesn't do anything for them at all. They are out of the competition, um, and yeah, I, I think I think they probably have to have a bit of a hard look themselves. I think if you're coming into a competition like this and you're so much against the regime of Qatar, which is fair enough, most most people are, um, just pull out the tournament. I don't think it would have been the biggest, the maddest thing ever to happen. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I think I think they might have balled it there to an extent, but. That's the roundup of games, Kieran. We have six minutes left on this Zoom call, of course. So we look at the knockout stages real quick. On the one side of the draw, Kieran, you have Netherlands, America. They'll play the winner over Argentina and Australia. Then you have Japan and Croatia against the top team in Group G, which is predicted to be Brazil against, which at the minute will be Uruguay, um, the second team in Group H. You look at the other side of the draw, England, Senegal will take on the winners of France and Poland, while the winners of Morocco and Spain will take on potentially um, Portugal. And I'm, I'm trying to see the second in Group G. Portugal. Yeah. And um, Group G is wide open, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Switzerland, it could be Switzerland, Cameroon, or Serbia. Um, if you're going to put me on the spot right now, I'm going to say Serbia go through mm-hmm. there. But um, that would be the draw. Does any of those games stand out to you, Carol?
0: I'm I'm really excited for the Dutch against the US. I think that would be an excellent um, footballing affair anyway because they play very um, offensive football. Mm. The Senegal game doesn't really catch my eye in terms of um in terms of quality and sort of excitement. I think that would be quite a boring game to be honest. Um mm. but I hope Senegal just shit-hows them out and <laughs> wins somehow. But um, yeah. yeah. Uh, those two games for me would be the that's only because England are playing really but, Um, so even, even like the likes of the Spain-Morocco game I'm very excited to see how Japan do against mm. um, is it Croatia yeah Japan against Croatia I think that's going to be very interesting because Japan arguably best team in the tournament so far beating Spain and beating Germany I think that's very impressive I know they lost to mm. Costa Rica Oh, fucking hell!
1: Yeah, Morocco as well. Kiran on unbeaten in the groups, beaten yeah. Belgium, um, drawn with Croatia and beaten Canada as well. I think, I think they're an exciting prospect. I, I think the game there that stands out most to me is the Morocco and Spain game. I think it's going to be a clash of styles, and they played each other at the last World Cup and they drew nil love, So it, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tight affair between them. Hervé Bernard, of course, was the manager of Morocco at that time. His Saudi side did not get through, unfortunately. Um, for him, I think potentially as well. If you're if you're looking at the way if these results stay the same, you're looking at Uruguay going through and facing uh, Brazil. I think that would be a very interesting game as well. Yeah. You'd fancy Brazil to win there, of course, but I like I like when these sides go against you. I Like the South American sides taking on each other, and yeah, I I think it. To be honest with you, Belgium or sorry, Senegal and England does absolutely nothing for me. France, Poland does nothing for me. Morocco, Spain is, is probably the, the toy I'm looking at most. And then, as you said, the uh, the Americans against the Netherlands is going to be a good one as well. I think Argentina and Australia is going to be interesting as well. See how Harry Souter and the Aussies get on against Lionel Messi and Alexis McAllister of Irish descent. But yeah, that's our World Cup Roundup, on. I think the next round of fixtures takes place on the 9th of December, which is next week. So we probably might come back with a roundup on Monday or Tuesday for those who are listening um, but yeah thanks thanks as always for listening to the quarter the last 16 stages are finished on the 6th of December with the quarter finals taking place on the 9th and the 10th so we, you might hear from us Ciarán. um we will try and get something to you we'll open up and get it out as well for you but um, that's all Kiran. thanks for joining us as ever we do appreciate all the love and support and yeah we'll leave it there so
0: we'll leave it there so